As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We have moved past Championship Sunday, moving on to Super Bowl Sunday in two weeks. We got a full house. We got LJ. We got what Prestige up? Worldwide. Yo, Pop, Uncle Tony. What's going on, Pete? Oh, What's man. up? It's a great night. Hey, hey. Just uh, loving some football right now. Real just, Pops, I want to throw it to you real quick. Where do you, on a, on a grading scale, A plus A, C, D, what do you grade Championship Sunday? I think I just asked the wrong person because I know you're on the road for some of it. But. Yeah. Um, well, I would say that, <laughs> I, I would single out the one person. I would that say watch. that the uh, the Eagles the Niners game probably gets about a D minus because it just I <laughs> That's mean being nice. No, nobody's fault, but it just you know that wasn't much to watch. Wasn't fun. Wasn't uh, fun. The 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 next game the uh, the Chiefs and the and the Bengals probably. To me, because I did fall asleep a little bit because I stayed up too late the night before, but I would say it gets probably, to me, a B. I think a lot of people really enjoyed the game, but I would say to me it get it gets a B. Is it the fish or the chips that got you? Yeah, I was about to ask, what what were you doing that for around? Well, I think it was probably the alcohol that got me. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) if I'm ever eating fish and chips after midnight, there's been alcohol involved, (laughs) for sure. Last time I was with you when we were eating after midnight, I think we were eating poutine at an Irish bar. Ooh, yeah. And I I bet you weren't functioning at full tilt the next day either, so... Probably. I'd tell you to come up and let's do that now, but uh, it's like eight degrees yeah, here, no, so no. maybe Ooh, don't. Well, you know, below freezing, we don't function very well down here. Uh, right. Wind chill of negative like four, so <laughs> you know, don't don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it, um, Uncle Tony. So we're gonna save the 49ers Eagles for the second game to break down because you know. <laughs> Because we no, gotta wait. leave the audience what yeah, they want. Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you know, if we if we lead with that, I think we lose all the audience four minutes in. So let's try to keep some up here. Bengals <laughs> Chiefs uh, round. What is this round four of the Burrow Mahomes yeah. kind of matchup? Yeah, and the Chiefs outdo them twenty three to twenty. Just your initial take from the game. That was a great game. I, I gave it an A. It was fun to watch. Um, and and even though there, you had a little bit of everything in that game, you know, you had mm-hmm. some great defensive plays, great offensive plays. You had some strange happenings. You had, uh, you know, uh, calls that some people thought weren't correct and other things. It it had yeah. a lot in it. Wait, um, you're saying there was an NFL game where some people didn't agree with the calls? I know. <laughs> Can you believe that? 
the, yeah. the statistical anomaly is is amazing to me that these two teams have played four times here in the last two years or year and a half, and each have been decided by three points. It, that's just Woof. wow! I didn't know that. LJ, and I know so, you have another team in the AFC you'd rather see, but if they played every single year in the AFC Championship, I'm not mad. Like they're yeah. it's so good when those two <clears> teams play. Yeah, I mean, I would be a little mad, uh, but but yeah, no, that's, <laughs> those are the best games of the NFL, probably. I mean, yeah. I I look forward to that game more than the Super Bowl. I don't even care who's playing. Yeah. Uh, that game is always going to be great. Yeah, and Tony, I'll get back to you in a sec. Uh, I want to go to Prestige here because our resident Chiefs fan. This game is. A full on to me, and it's not robbery in the sense like they hate each other, but just both of them, I think, know this is the cream of the crop. They are really freaking good. We're really freaking good. I mean, how do you, as a Chiefs fan, how do you see this robbery? It feels like the best one in football right now. Yeah, I I like it a lot because I think, A, the Chiefs finally won. And so you can truly call it yeah, a rivalry. That helps, that helps. <laughs> yeah. they, if we I heard that get comment one more time. Lost. If I heard that comment one more time, like everyone said it's a robbery, but they're three, you know, like I, yeah. Anyways, Chiefs finally won. Um, Hell, even Chris Jones said it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chiefs finally won. I'm very happy. I think you're right though. I think it's, there was a ton of trash talking even after the game, cigars in the locker room, uh, Burrowhead versus Arrowhead. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think both teams, it's a trash. It stops at trash talking. I think it doesn't get personal too much. I think they respect each other enough to know mm-hmm. we're going to see each other for the next five years, probably. So, well, and that's to me, it feels like it's trash talk, but there's not like personal. I mean, it's just it's just good old it's good old fashioned. Just I want to beat you. You want to like beat me? Jazz. We'll talk a little shit. And yeah, and for the <laughs> for at the moment, the the Bengals had a little, and I, I, Burrow never said it, but they had a little right to go like Burrowhead and all this stuff, but. It's tough. You knew the Chiefs would come out and play good. I, Tony, I think they we got the wrong report on last Sunday. I don't think it was a high ankle sprain. If it is, then Patrick Mahomes is a genius. But I think Patrick Mahomes is about 90%, which is more than I thought he'd be. And 90% of Patrick Mahomes is still just about as good as every quarterback out there. I mean, he was incredible I'm gonna, to me. Go I'm going to hard disagree. Ahead, he was not 90%. I mean, he looked hobbled. He looked awful. And he was Whoa. making bad throws half the game, too. That um, MVS he, to Valdez Scantling was... Uh, well, I, but that's the thing. You get Mahomes at 50%, that might be enough. And I think that's what they had. But uh, that was... I mean, it was good game plan. It was solid defense. I mean, you know, Chris Jones put the team on his back at the end of the game. Um, it was... I mean, it was actually... I knew this game was going to be like 45-45. Uh, and it was a pretty defensive struggle. Yeah. Uh, actually compared to what I thought the other game was going to be. And it wasn't. Well, um, go ahead. Keep, keep going. Oh, I just, I just think that uh Mahomes, I think Mahomes was hurting. I think he's going to be fine by the Super Bowl, but I think he was hurting bad. So we really hadn't even seen the, the full Mahomes in this playoffs yet. Well, and they will need to get healthy because they lost quite a few. It felt like they lost a lot of receivers and then Every stage, receiver. and they lost, they lost some people, but Tony, this is where I know this is where me and you got it wrong. Cause we watched the divisional round together and we thought the bills would do this. The Bills just don't have a Chris Jones. That is a game wrecker, mm. and that mm. offensive line and the whole defensive line for the Chiefs did well. But I think Chris Jones really set the tone. Like you just, you're not blocking me all yeah. game long. Yeah, and I think, and here's where, um, as we talk through this, Kansas City they used Chris Jones really well. So, so they played him both at tackle and at end, rushed him from both from both positions, uh, and I thought that was really interesting. 
because uh, you couldn't, you just didn't always know where he was going to be coming from. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you see him, just, but you don't know if he's if he's running a stunt. They're running a cross, and on the last yeah. play that he got the tag, he just bull rushed the guy from the end, and and they hadn't seen that yet. And I just thought that was a great game plan by Spagnola to 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 move yeah, him Spaz around is, and and keep him yeah. keep him uh uh you know kind of hidden or. or Camouflage, so they didn't they didn't have a specific game plan for him, and I thought that made the difference. Now, to Burrow's credit, uh, I I thought that Kansas City had started to uh, uh, rush too much from the outside, and Burrow found some lanes on the interior. Uh, it was a phenomenal thirteen. You can't yard. do the same thing too many times to him. No, nope. you just can't. He's got nope. a brain like a computer. I, when he mm. when he got that thirteen yard rush, when it was third and twelve, there late later in the in that in the fourth quarter. I thought, oh yeah. man. Clutch. That this yeah. could be that one of those drives, you know, that you know you go, oh no, here it comes. But the Chiefs, to the Chiefs' credit, they came back and and got the next the next uh, the next stop, and so uh, came back on it. So it was a great game. I thought the Kansas City it's different, two different defenses playing defense uh, really well, and um, I thought Kansas City. My personal opinion is, I think Kansas City did more with less in this ball game. Than Cincinnati did, and credit their fans, credit the home field, credit the experience. I, I don't know, but it seems like to me that Kansas City really did more with less in this ball game. Man, you mentioned uh, Chris Jones. Like you don't know where he's coming from. He's coming. All you need to know is Chris Jones is coming, and Hale's coming with him. If you're a quarterback, <laughs> uh, Paul, well, I wanted, I wanted to ask a question on that because my question was: Is is man did <clears throat> did uh, Kansas City? Uh, show that offensive line was hurt and 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 didn't it work it over and Buffalo just could not and so yeah. was the difference Chris Jones was the difference the defensive the backfield defensive that line because also yeah. Frank Clark with Chris Jones which yeah. they're paying Chris Frank Clark probably more than he should but those two are really good and I think without and we kind of mentioned it last week without you Von need Miller. that game record without Von Miller they, yeah. the Bills just didn't have that guy Chris Jones I think does that to. Any offensive line, but then you give them a depleted offensive line. Well, I mean, and they the just completely exploited that offensive line, and like you said, Burrow did start figuring things out. But still, they really caused problems. And I guess, yeah, mm-hmm. those two guys. So, pops, Bur, I, I know for the most part, this podcast like is a Burrow fan podcast, and we 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 just really respect his game. But he, as fantastic as he is, and truly great, I think he's a great. He had the ball twice in the fourth in a tie game. Those drives ended in an interception, mm-hmm. deflected, but an interception, and then a punt with 41 seconds left. He just wasn't able to do what Mahomes does. Now, is that a Burrow thing, or is that more credit to Kansas City to you? I think it was a credit to Kansas City's defense. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I really think – I mean, Burrow – yeah, he can't – He's not completely Superman. I don't think any player is. I mean, probably him right. and, and Mahomes might be the closest thing. But, uh, but you know, I mean, the Kansas City deserved the, the way it ended. I'm sure you're going to get into it was a little rough. But, I mean, Kansas City um, deserved to win the game. I really thought they were the better team. Well, so, and I do want to give some credit to, as good as that defensive line was, there were some players, especially after Sneed goes out on that defensive back for the Chiefs, that – we're yeah. stepping up the, mm-hmm. the play where I think it was rookie to rookie. He bats it down. He bats yeah. it away, and then another yeah. rookie picks it. I mean that that's Ugh. kids stepping up in a big moment. But uh, prestige, I want to go to you because I felt like as watching this neutrally, uh, when Burrow gets the ball back, twenty twenty, two minutes left. 
I feel like Chiefs fans have to be going, oh no. Oh, oh it was man. over. Oh no. And then, and then as soon as they punt it, it was the opposite. And Bengals fans were like, oh no, Mahomes has to fall. We're <laughs> yeah. losing. I mean, what did you think watching that last, that final? I, I, as soon as Mahomes fumbled it, and then yeah, like Burrow had the ball with two minutes left, I thought for sure it was over. I thought like, here we go again. It's going to be, they're going to drive down there, kick a field goal to win it, and it's, it's over. But, ah. That, so, LJ. Yeah, that the the where the game. I mean, and Burrow made it a, a great. I cannot give enough credit to him. We he was playing on a bum ankle, and he realized, hey, it it's the end of the game. I got to scramble. I got to get the first down, and I got to go. And he got it, and he got the first down. And then Joseph Osai pushes him out of bounds. I hate the call because I hate that. That's kind of maybe what decided the game. He was clearly out of bounds. Though, right? the was, there's there's yeah. no. If things are butts about it, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, the rule is the rule. I mean, I, I, I don't think even that's if there the might difference. have been a little flop by Mahomes, but it doesn't matter. You can't push him when he hits the white line. You cannot. Yeah, no, you just can't, you can't, especially a quarterback. Uh, and it sucks that that's part of the rule, but like that kind of implicitly is. But yeah, you can't do that. You just can't do that. If that was, if that had been, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pacheco, it still would have been a penalty. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's that that is illegal to do. And that sucks that because like they were in, I mean, it was a hard field goal from where they were. It was a doable field goal, but a hard field goal. And they became a pretty, well, so pretty I think if they, if they don't get was that, it, was it I, a, I think if they don't, it ended up being a 45 yard. Attempt. It would have been a 60. If they don't get that, they're right around the, yeah. And, and they had seven seconds left, I believe. So they probably would have tried to run one more play, but they had no timeout. Mm-hmm. So it would have been obvious to the out of bounds line. They probably don't have a Dalton Schultz. They probably got two feet down. But either way, they would have went to the out-of-bounds line. So maybe they get it a little more manageable. But that they probably don't get it as good as they got because that 15 yards. And, that LJ, that's why I asked you because I know of all people, you love uh, let's look at the rolling. Are we doing this the right way? Mm. Should that – unnecessary roughness in general should be a 15-yard penalty. If you're like – if you're doing what Trent Williams did at the end of the game to that Eagles do where he picked him <laughs> up and basically threw him five yards, that's 15 yards. But why is that penalty 15 yards in the O-side penalty? That's a half a second, and he barely pushes them. I, is, can we make him like a five-yard and a 15, or is that asking too much judgment there? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, who's going to judge that? Exactly. That is totally the point. O-side's like, making the play of his day. He's running the fastest he's probably ever ran in his life. Yeah, and so so then, and so then what you're going to say, you're going to go under the hood and be like, was he, was he running really hard? <laughs> I like, just, no, no, no. no you have to have a rule. That's the reason the catch rule is so stupid is because it was. You can't add that time. much judgment, yeah. even more. I'm sorry. Even more yeah. judgment. I think you're right. right. It just sucks because Osai played a good game. He played a really good game. Yeah. And he, went, yeah. he was running his ass off trying to get Mahomes. And a, it's a half second call and it probably loses. Him. It yeah. Just, it sucks. Right? No, it sucks. It really but hey, that's why they're professionals. They're supposed to be able to not yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be able to go there. They have a copy of the rule book, too. You sure? Yeah. Dalton Schultz may not have. I don't know that he's got a copy of No, he's got one. Can he read? That's the question. <laughs> um so well we'll get to we'll get to the biggest worry because we're not gonna we're we're gonna save some of our breakdown of the big game. But is there any other things we well, need we to gotta, touch on? We 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 mentioned it before the pod. We gotta throw it out there. Camera crews, get off of OSI at the end yeah. of the football game. Yeah. Show yes, show Mahomes you. and Kelsey celebrating. I don't need to see maybe two shots of it. Like well, give me a little bit of it because right. the drama's there. Going behind the scenes here, as a, a and it's probably a director choosing this, but I totally get 
At yeah. some point, he, you, you go back and like, okay, it's clear the goat of that play, and I'm using younger people won't. At one point, the goat wasn't necessarily the greatest. It was the, the person that screwed it up. So the person that screwed up, I get it showing him once and seeing his reaction because it's worth getting his reaction. Is he, is he pissed? Is he not agreeing with the call? Is he upset? Show him once. That's fine. They I kept even going after back the to the dude. Solid once. I, they kept going back to the dude, and he's like bawling because he realizes yeah. – I just lost this game. Like they still would have gone to overtime and maybe still would have lost. Yeah, but I still don't I think he lost, lost the game. game. All the momentum was but with the Chiefs side. Going, but I just lost. Yeah, it. I just lost. I give, and we're yeah, just showing course. it over. You got to make. I give you one shot, Adam, and then and cut it. Now, the only reason I would give you a break is if like you're going to show his teammates consoling him or helping him. Mm-hmm. Then maybe sure, you can show sure. it. Then that maybe you could show more. But they showed him by himself multiple times, and I'm like, that's not what you want to see. And even as I haven't been there very often because Cowboys aren't usually playing or never playing in this weekend of the NFL season. <laughs> but even as a fan on the right side of those calls, I don't need to see someone just yeah. like obviously losing the game and sulking. Like that doesn't that does nothing for anyone to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I just don't yeah. like it. It's, you know what? Uh, I'm going to tell you what. I didn't mind seeing that. That was part of the game. I mean, that guy, yeah. his pain was was part of what you watched. Show the replay again if you want. We don't I will tell you. Him. The replay of him hyperextending his knee, I couldn't hardly watch. That's what I'm talking about. That one, I was like, yeah. please quit showing that. Well, yeah. so yeah. we're sitting there watching, I'm like, not only did he maybe just make the game-losing play, that looked terrible. <laughs> it looked honestly. horrible. Like he might have yeah, tore didn't his it? knee up. Didn't and it? that guy's yeah. on a one-year – he's about to be a free uh, agent. He's, free agent. he's good. He's, he's, he's a good He's 22. Player. He's a very good NFL player. At 23, yeah. he might get a big contract. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the game, some people might have seen Jermaine Pratt, another good uh, good defensive player for the Bengals, was was caught on a camera walking to the locker room saying, why would you touch the effing quarterback in, in reference to that play? And we've been, we've been this way for the past few weeks. I feel like there's been something that came up. And Monday he was asked about it, and Pratt said, I was in the moment. I was wrong. I'm going to say I'm wrong. As a man, you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I was wrong. I wasn't a good teammate in the moment, and that doesn't define me as a man. Yes, Pratt shouldn't throw his guy in the bus, but I just I really appreciate someone going. Yep, hand up. Well, I am up. Is he? That. Is this his last year in the league? Did I read that somewhere? Or is this, is he retiring after this year? Possibly. Okay, so possibly he, he's seeing that as his last his so last game ever. Like, strong. yeah, this is this chance to get back to the Super yeah. Bowl, and they might have been a play away. As a as a just wanting good football. I was I was hoping for overtime. I know you're very yeah. happy with the outcome, Prestige, yeah. but I was hoping for some. I still overtime. thought it was going to happen. I know Har- I trust Harrison Butker fully, but I was still worried that he was going to miss that kick to went to send it. So yeah, and he, he nailed, it. nailed it, nailed, nailed it. it. Maybe the best just, kick we've seen just all playoffs. Ice in his veins. Yeah, dude, <laughs> was, yeah. The second it came off his foot, he started fist pumping. Like he, he knew, dude. It was man, four Brett degrees windshield too. <laughs> Holy mackerel! No, it was hot. Something I think, like that. Uh, I want to get. I think LJ brought up how they would put something on the field right to mark where they're putting mm-hmm. the football down. I have certainly noticed now that they will point, it. like they'll point right here on this part of the yard line. <laughs> I'm putting the ball right here. Yeah, you know that nothing's down there, but they will make a designation on some shame, part yeah. of the field. And I just thought that's very interesting because it clearly yeah. he did that for Butker. I'm putting it right on well, this. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's a. Uh, I mean, I'm, I've Irish. never kicked a ball in a game in my life, but I'm wondering. <laughs> Are they just staring at that spot the whole time because they have that rhythm of their kick, their steps down? I think so. Because I believe they already know. 
how they're aiming. Yeah. So now it's just because it's. I'm hard spot. I feel like it's one of those things where, like, your focus. If you focus on a spot while you're trying to balance on one leg, you're you balance better. I don't know if that's like it. Just that. Well, there's focus. also like there's the idea too of this like whatever you're. This is all coming from five people. But but also there's this like there's this like psychological thing where it's like if you if you're driving in a car and you want to not hit something, don't yeah. look at it. Like yeah. if you're looking yeah. at it, you're more likely to hit it. Um, and so there's so so there's, there's that to too. A barrier, I freaking hate it, but don't look at the barrier. You're about to hit yeah. it. Yeah, you're gonna hit it. Um, and so like so looking up at the goal and trying to figure out where you're going to aim at, then looking down, seeing where the ball is looking up at the goal, like this throwing around is going to make you a little less accurate. And so, yeah, knowing exactly where to keep your eyes pointed, knowing exactly what that means for your aim. That's, that's going to help you a ton. Mm -hmm. My, uh, my final two comments and I'll open up the floor too for more. If anyone else has more, but MVS really stepped up big time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Valdez Cantlin was great. And still, my favorite player's got to be Mahomes, and probably second favorite on the Chiefs is Kelsey. Just I'm just talking about my favorite Chiefs players. I, Tony, I love me some Isaiah Pacheco. I freaking love that football player. <laughs> fun. He reminds He's me tough. A little um, wind up toy. It's not just because he has the long hair, but he just he reminds me of a Marion Barber where he runs every mm. single carry like it's his last freaking carry on the football field. I just love yeah. that dude. Now, physically, is, there is, is no resemblance size? whatsoever yeah. <laughs> to Marion Barber Jr. No, but no, 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 no. It's just that he runs every carry like. But the engine, it, I might not get another one. Okay, the engine mm-hmm. is like that. He he runs very violently. <laughs> yes, he does. I just I love him. I'm telling Any you, other- I, you know, I'm going to say this because I get to every chance I can. Charlie Garner. I think he looks <laughs> a little like Charlie Garner, and no, Charlie Garner like Charlie ran Garner. the ball hard. Oh my God! Go find yeah. some and footage. And Pacheco has burst. I think he, he does. Oh yeah, he does have. He burst. has a chance to be a really good NFL back to me. Well, I mean, especially with him a home throwing him the ball, handing the ball. I mean, you got yeah. a good shot. You got a real good shot. I think the only thing that kept him from being a first rounder, or second rounder, is his vision isn't that good because he he is just like a bull in a china yeah. shop. He's just going to plow right through you. You don't see him making those those cutbacks or anything. But part of me, no, but I, he goes, I'm here I'm for just it. Hit this whole it's, bar. The bar. Chiefs don't need a cutback runner. They need somebody to get two or three yards every time, and we'll just move the ball. But then he doesn't have that top end speed. But boy, he's got the best burst I've I've seen probably to Tyreek Hill. He's got a burst, yeah, for sure. Yeah, who needs top end speed if you're right? Three yeah, yards. Like, yeah, he's got the corner quick. He gets <laughs> yes, the exactly. Quick. So, so prestige. There is one other thing I just thought of, but. The the Chiefs have already dealt with this because they paid Mahomes mm-hmm. and they had to kind of make some moves elsewhere. That's why we don't have a Tyreek Hill sitting there for them. And obviously they're fine. They've made it back to yeah. Super Bowl. The Bengals are getting ready to go through that same thing because they're yeah. about to pay Burrow. Then they're yeah. going to pay Chase. And so it'll be very interesting to see what you do moving forward. The Chiefs did a good job of building around that and they still have a good football mm-hmm. team. I'll be interested to see if the Bengals can do that because if they can – then this is a rivalry for the next 10 years. Yeah. If not, then they fade. I think what worries me for the Bengals is, yeah, they got to figure out a way to keep – because I think this is something I've I've noticed heavily in the playoffs especially. Besides, unless you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, everybody's got probably two guys on the outside. T. Higgins, Jamar Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. The successful playoff teams have not just one guy anymore, two guys on the outside – so they got to somehow not just keep Chase and Burrow. They need to keep T. Higgins, I think, as well, because he's a force for sure in those jump balls. 
Uh, he was so, awesome. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Well, I love that quote of his. You know, you, they asked him like, "How, how are oh, you so good, good at the 50-50 balls?" And man, they're eighty twenty for me. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you brought up you brought up their two receivers and the one guy you didn't say, and I think it changed the game when he wasn't the same. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler mm. Boyd was changing the game there for a second. No, yeah. And when he went out, they weren't the they, same. And yeah. I'm not saying I, I'm not trying to like give the Bengals like a well you should have because the Chiefs also dealt with injuries. But it was clear when Boyd went out, they thought they found something and then they didn't have. Yeah, it. I think I think they finally figured out like oh Snead's gone, they can't cover all three guys. So whoever's the open guy, most likely Boyd is who we're going to target. And yeah, unfortunately he went out. And I I, I think. I think most true fans would feel this way. We didn't want to see anyone get hurt. We wanted to see teams at full strength. We wanted to see the best teams going at it. So it sucks that both sides had injuries in this game. Um, but boy, Patty Mahomes gutting it out there. And I thought mm. two things I thought were very interesting. I thought, one, I loved all the Bengal fans whining about the potential block in the back on the punt return um, when they're clearly blocked Mark Andrews in the back on Hubbard's uh, f- f- fumble return for a touchdown against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then the second thing is there was hardly any running game in this game. But two of the biggest plays in the game, I thought, were Joe Burrow's scramble on third and, what, 12, third and 14, and then uh, Patrick Mahomes' run right there at the end. So I thought that was very interesting. No running game whatsoever, and then the QBs come up big for their teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there was that weird um, the third down that they got to redo, and Tony brought up. Yeah, you could argue there was momentum that changed there, but no points happened from that. Yeah, and I tell this to friends all the time. I have friends on different sides of it where they get mad that the opposing team fan base is mad about calls, and then they'll do. I'm like, and that's I try not to blame the rest because every game you can go the rest screw yeah. the rest screw every fan base in every game can point to a few and as soon as you point to a few I guarantee you the other side can go yeah well there's another call that was kind of bang bang 50-50 yeah. and we get lost on it I mean so you can talk about Julian Edelman fumbling a football with his fingertips and they call it incomplete with <laughs> the Chiefs don't go to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. but no I it's funny you say that too because I think most calls in that game I think what upset most people is they how it happened, I guess the refereeing because the third down was weird. I don't know. It was so. It was so. The whole play yeah, happens. Yeah, like, was, actually, we're gonna redo it. It, it's pretty it looked, at the it looked very rigged. A hundred percent looks terrible. But I think it was still the right call, though technically, because the guy clearly came yeah, running in. If you're that ref, I think that ref kind of like came out. No one heard him. And he, you just keep going. You just keep blowing, blowing. <laughs> well, blowing I don't, I don't blowing think they're taught that. I think they said you cannot let the play. I think they even well, they yeah, said you got to get out of the way. Too is like. You see him like walking deeper into the field and then like he stops at a certain point because he's going to get Yeah, taken out they tell him to get out of the way. Like, that's going to get bad if he runs in the middle of the field. I don't care. You, I agree. Gotta, I agree. You stop the play. You stop the I, play. 100%. Because it was a bad <laughs> I mean, if I'm Zach Taylor, oh, if I'm, I'm Zach Taylor right now, I am taking, I am on a spa day because my heart Oh, no. He was 100% justified. Taylor was justified in all of everything. I'm shocked he didn't throw a headset more. He deserved to throw anything he wanted. Because you're right. You just stopped Patrick Mahomes. Home, I like a huge hands. third down. I, hands but out of the, the game. I, I, I understand <laughs> yeah. where that, that referee crew is coming from because as a nice 13-year-old boy umpiring eight-year-old baseball games and you're <laughs> and you're stuck with a crappy partner for uh, for an umpire and he makes the wrong call and then they come and ask you, hey, what's the right call? And you give them the right call. Well, we had to send everybody back to their bases. The run doesn't score. <laughs> I understand how he felt. It's okay. It's okay. You made the right call, though. You made the right call. <laughs> That one ref should have tried harder to stop it, though. And 
I mean, and like, I don't know, maybe uh, Kansas City should have been a little quieter. That would have been. You know who I feel really. Well, interestingly, (laughs) who I feel really bad for is the um, the substitute refs. You saw like that have to pay attention to the game because if someone gets hurt, they have to come in. They're sitting. They're standing right next to Taylor. You saw who he kept going to. He kept going to the NFL guy, the guy with the NFL hat. Oh, I feel so bad. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's call. like, dude, I'm just, yeah. I'm not even refereeing, and you're coming yelling at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but I need funny. somebody to he, yell. He at did it multiple camp. times well, too. Like, like, I'm not mad at Zach Taylor, but also I'm just like, poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a take. whipping boy. <laughs> yeah, well, man, I. The, there was three three things that I was going to throw out. The first thing we talked about the Bengals for since we won't be talking about the Bengals anymore this year. Uh, I, I think <laughs> I would really like to see that we have a four team dynasty going on with Kansas City, Cincinnati, uh, uh, Buffalo, Denver, Denver. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I would say Chargers, but they they let's hired say Denver. Kellen let's just Moore, say Denver. So that's that's done. Just a placeholder. So. Um, <laughs> But, no, uh, wait. Actually, though, actually, though, Kellen Moore was not the problem with the the fifth best scoring offense in the league. Cowboys, like, don't come on. Wait, wait till Mike McCarthy's calling these fucking plays. Don't start with me. Wait till anyway. he gets a true quarterback. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. We we'll talk about I, that Tony, next time. Tony, but uh, Tony, no, Tony, we scapegoated Kellen Moore because Dak and McCarthy are the problems here. We're not. I'm gonna just spend, saying. Well, well oh, uh, so I think anyway, I'm probably in line with LJ on this. Anyway, can I? I didn't mean to go down this path. We can look at Tony Romo's stats versus Dak Prescott. You open up these words. You. Like, opened up this can of worms now you got yeah, to deal I did. With it. we can talk uh, about it but but first i think cincinnati <laughs> is is in trouble and for the next couple of years of getting back to this spot because of what you guys talk about and and it, when they didn't draft a lineman they took jamar chase everybody's like oh that was that's gonna be bad and it's like oh jamar chase is the greatest wide receiver and he is but now it is when the 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 money comes back to get you is all the teams that we talk about that have been able to continue to stay in the upper echelon, have a great offensive line and they're able to build off that. I think Kansas city showed that without Tyree kill now they've got Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, but y- you know, they're doing it with Juju and then half a Juju and then MBS and then a rookie. And, and so, uh, and a guy that the giants cast off. And so, uh, I think that um, man, you should have caught the first touchdown. Anyway, yeah, mm. that was a hundred sixty dollar <laughs> drop. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> but he, um, uh, but but I think Cincinnati could be in trouble because if they don't rebuild the line, because they still got to build that line, um, that they don't spend money there, they're in trouble. And if they try to spend money to keep that offense together, it's going to be tough for them. They've got a really good young defense, and unfortunately, their defensive coordinator is going to be a head coach next year, probably. And uh, I don't and think so, so. I don't think anybody's interviewing. Uh, they're really I well. Right, I think they'll start this week, and so they've been a lot of people. To, if he stays, it's great. They got a chance because I think their defense is what's going to stop. So concerned about Cincinnati staying in the upper echelon at least for the next year. Uh, they, they're going to figure some stuff out, and then um, I it that's probably not being there, but that's one of the loudest I've heard Arrowhead. Uh, on TV. Um, it so was really I have loud. a little bone to pick with that. I I get that the Chiefs fans are like, it's louder. That that stadium's always crazy loud. I, I don't think it was louder because of the Burrowhead stuff. I think it was, that stadium was going to be on 10 no matter what. Because that, no. that's a great home field advantage. That's why I, yeah. some people are like, is it worth playing for the number one seed? If you're Kansas City, it is 1,000%. Yeah. Because yeah. they, that's, I, that crowd is always wild. I mean, and that's the other great, thing too. 
about that play that they didn't stop in time is that the the Chiefs were on offense and the crowd was loud enough to where they couldn't stop the play. Like well, yeah, that's, so you don't see that anyway. <laughs> I, was, I was at work. I worked for a, a CBS station. And so the game was on our air. We get a phone call from a guy and he was like, can you tell them to turn down the crowd and turn up the announcers? I can't hear anything. And we're like, sir, we're in Little Rock, so we actually don't have power on We that. can't do that. They can stop your station and ask yeah, you that. I kid you not. I don't know. I, I wish I, I – he said his name, but I don't remember it, and I wouldn't say it here. But he, he said – His mic was stuck there probably. Names, well, names will remain <laughs> – Silent to he protect said, the innocent. We don't want to name any names. We, we, our, our response was, so we're in Little Rock, so we actually can't decide. We can't change that. And he goes, well, can you bitch at him in my behalf? <laughs> and I said, well, sir, I can do that. And he goes, and tell him my name. My name is, I can't remember what he said, but he said, my name is this. And by God, he's going, what, if Carson, you had that power? what if you had that power? We hear Tony Romo say, oh, we're getting news from Little Rock, Arkansas. That we really got to pronounce <laughs> being louder on this broadcast. <laughs> to, to anybody who's wondering how loud it was, yeah, that we had callers going, I can't hear Tony Romo because the crowd's too damn loud. So Arrowhead, I, I wanted to be on the phone. I want to be like. Oh, let me go. Let me send down a call to Arrowhead to ask the fans to quiet down just a little bit. I'll see if that can just. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy in Hamburg. That is really he's all he can't hear very well. He's in Wild City and he can't hear the damn game. All right. Oh all right. That's well, awesome. And well, last thing. An, oh. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I had a great segue there, Tony, and you ruined I'm it. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, go, 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 Tra- go, go. Travis Kelsey gave the best post-game speech ever. <laughs> and I don't know why, from this point forward, Jabroni is going to be part of my everyday vocabulary. <laughs> like I'm buzzing. Tell that Jabroni. Tell that Jabroni. Oh, Tell I missed it. What did he say? Oh, so you don't even realize why Tony asked why the definition of Jabroni. No, well, IT just did their job. That's all I know. Ah. <laughs> so earlier in the week, it was right after we recorded podcasting, I believe, last it was. week. The Cincinnati mayor had this. I, I'm all for some trash talk. It was a weird, corny thing where he was declarating this Sunday as Joe Burrow Day or whatever he did. And in sure. his little speech, he said, I'm and there's just also, declaring, by the way, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> don't go back and don't rewind. Don't rewind the tapes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> um, he, he says, and also there are requests for Patrick Mahomes or for Joe Burrow to do a paternity test to see if he is indeed the father of Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. And it was so corny, so weird, so dumb. I guarantee you all the Bengals players were like, the fuck? What well, are I you think doing? that's hilarious, yeah. actually. It was, but it wasn't funny. He didn't deliver it right. It was just weird. And then so <laughs> okay. after the game, I don't remember exactly what Kelsey said, but uh, something along the lines of, Tell that jabroni to know his role and keep his, his mouth, mouth shut. He said, know your role and, then, and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You jabroni. <laughs> and then there was a pause and Kansas City fans knew it was coming. And then he hit the, you got to have the right to pause. <laughs> and the whole crowd went it was it was a good moment. Oh, oh my it, gosh, it was it. awesome. And then it's just awesome. And then the Burrowhead comment uh, when Mahomes is getting interviewed too. <laughs> Yeah, it's Arrowhead yeah, for your ass. Well, <laughs> well, and then after the game, they asked Mahomes like, because he even mentions like, there's a lot of comments made. He's like, one of the reporters said, "What was the comment?" He goes, 
that that mayor was that was weird. That was just like what? It's cool coming from like even though they don't like Eli Apple, but it's like they it's hate one thing Eli to get from people on the field. At least that person's on the field. The mayor was just it was weird. It was weird. Anyway, Tony, I think I'm gonna let the um Dak Keller Moore conversation slide because I'm I'm worried there's We're a gonna have six juice. months to talk about it. Yeah. There's talk juice in my system. We're gonna spend way too long talking about it. And we got we got an off season talk about Cowboys. I'm good with that. I'm good for that. So we'll we'll let it slide. Let's keep it. Uh, I need I need to be here for that. Then (laughs) (laughs) poor poor Mike from Y City had issues because he couldn't hear the game. Mike from Y City. And and (laughs) speaking of issues, here I'm just going to lay out this. This is good issues here for the 49ers. Their starting quarterback fractured his fibula and had ligament damage that required two surgeries on his ankle. Their second string, Jimmy Garoppolo, has been to serve both. We're fine. We're fine. Suffered a broken foot and is now going to be a free agent. But Mr. Irrelevant, good quarterback. You got a guy. First drive of the game in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Messes up his, his you owner, owner collateral ligament that will sideline him for six months. Yeah, UCL for, for those keeping notes. And then Josh Johnson, four string. He's only played for – he has the record for – most NFL teams in to play for. He gets a concussion. So they mm-hmm. got to bring back Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant, who can't throw the ball. Poor, I mean, I don't know what there is to break down here. 31-7 Eagles and just that game was tough to watch, Tone. Ooh, it was, an, and it was such a shame. because Only I, a true I was football be a fan one. and someone who bet on the Eagles could watch that pool. Yeah. <laughs> I kept watching the live line keep going up, going up, and say, "Can I, can I get more? Should I get more? Should I get more?" It's like, yeah, you can get more. Uh, but, <laughs> you can get as much as you want. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, but it was uh, it that was that was really really bad luck, and could have been a decent football game. I think Philadelphia's going to win that game. I think they showed they were really the better team up front, and Purdy looked a little bit shell shocked before the ulnar nerve injury. But uh, uh, yeah, that was a. It was just unfortunate. After that, it's like, you know, Christian McCaffrey was the best athlete on the field, no doubt about it. And uh, uh, and he tried to keep him in it. And there for a little bit in that first – for the first couple of quarters, you know, San Francisco's defense was able to keep Philadelphia in check. And I thought Jalen Hurts really – They kept him in check for a while. Yeah, I think Hurts showed that it, it, he's not the passer that he, they need him to be right now, which we'll talk about that next week. But – because um, a good defense kind of shut him down, and but then they just couldn't make it. And then the next thing you know, Philadelphia just took over in the trenches and four rushing touchdowns. That's that's incredible. Against the and number then on one top rush of defense, losing all their league. quarterbacks, they have which Bosa played through it. But on a punt, a random punt, he gets mm-hmm. cleated and is he's bleeding from his leg. I'm like, yeah. good lord, how how bad yeah. a luck can you have as a yeah. 49er? But LJ, I know a lot of people were thinking about this. I, I know I was. At one point, you're going, so your quarterbacks are done, and they're bringing in Brock Purdy, who can't throw the ball. Why? I was thinking, why don't they bring in either, I think Juszczyk was their emergency, but I think at that point you can bring in anybody. Mm -hmm. But I thought maybe the only reason they didn't bring the emergency quarterback in is because I thought I read that there was a rule that then you couldn't bring the starter back, but is that a thing? Can you elaborate on that rule? Yeah, us? so that used to be a rule. That uh, So the rule used to be that you could have 45 players dressed on every Sunday, and you actually could have a 46th player dressed, but they had to be your third quarterback. That's the only way that a 46th player could be in there. 
And then what they were afraid of is people were going to take advantage of that and be like, oh, you know, this is our uh, this our is our backup uh, you know, left tackles. Chris, are. Yeah. Chris Jones <laughs> is our third quarterback. Sure. Um, so then what happens is if the third quarterback ever sees the field in the first three quarters, then the starting quarterback is not allowed to go back in, um, nor is the second quarterback allowed to go back in. The only quarterback you're allowed to have from that point on is your third quarterback. Um, so that rule was abolished in 2011, uh, particularly after Caleb Haney came in for the Bears. Um, the, Bears. Uh, the Bears. There was an the uh, NFC Championship game in 2011, Bears versus Packers. And uh, they uh, Jay Cutler uh, broke his thumb, it looks like. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Is that the game where Jay Cutler came back and was on the sideline and looked like he was fine but wouldn't come back in the game? I think, I think it might have been. And, uh, and so this game. like adds a little bit of, of color to it uh, because then uh, the backup, uh, Nate Enderley – uh, that no. name does not Todd ring Collins. Todd Collins. Did that one rings a bell. That, that, Todd, Todd Collins. Collins. Number 11. He was probably 41 at that point. Um, then not had a that, shoulder that's injury. Just, that's he had a shoulder right. injury in that game. And then uh, and then so they decided that uh, I guess what we got to do is throw a third quarterback, uh, Caleb Haney, in there. And uh, he handed off the ball two times in the third quarter. And what that meant when Jay Cutler came back on the sidelines ready to play some football. Well, sorry, he's he's not illegally he's not legally allowed to re-enter this football game for any reason whatsoever. Hmm. So that next offseason, they actually changed that rule, and and uh, you can now have forty six. So they could have as soon as Josh Johnson got concussed, they could have brought in the emergency quarterback and just figured out. And it would have been fine, even if Birdie is uh, Purdy even, is ready even to go. Even if Purdy's like my elbow feels great, I'm ready to rock and roll. Then you just throw him back in there. You're good to go. Um, so yeah. it would have been fine. There is one other story that I think is kind of interesting. Uh, uh, Bill Parcells was the coach of the Jets and uh, his starting quarterback was uh, Vinny Testaverde and they were playing I think it was the first game of the season um, against the Patriots which is you know Parcells, Patriots, Jets the whole the whole nine um, but uh, but Testaverde I think uh, ruptures his Achilles in the first quarter and so then they had they had two other quarterbacks on their roster uh, one of them was Tom Tupa who was their punter um, and the other one was, let me see, Rick Myrer, who they had picked up him like two weeks before. So he didn't really totally know the playbook yet. So we're in Pops is Uncle Tony's wheelhouse. So they threw uh, they threw him as the third quarterback, Myrer or Mirror Myrer. Myrer. Rick Myrer, yeah. Myrer. All right. So they threw him as the third quarterback because he didn't quite know the playbook yet. Um so then what that meant is when Testaverde ruptured his Achilles, then Tom Tupa can either uh, be the punter and the quarterback or not enter the game for the rest of the game. Uh, so they ended up having Tom Tupa play quarterback and punt for the first three quarters of the game until they could finally put Meyer back in. Uh, and uh, that meant that Tupa couldn't punt for the fourth quarter of that football game. Uh, pretty insane. Uh, and he actually played pretty well. He went... Uh, uh, six to ten for 165 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Not too shabby for a punter. Six, yeah. six for 165 yards. I'll take I'll take that average. But Jeez, but he was and they ended up losing that game uh, because as soon as uh, Meyer came in, I think he threw two interceptions. And uh, that's and, why you don't know much about his name, Kevin, uh, LJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know. 
It's I'm glad they changed that rule because, you know, you end up with these weird situations where you're having to like decide whether or not you want to put in Christian McCaffrey as your quarterback or uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Um, And if you do that, then that means that you can't go back to your guy um, if he does become healthy. But that's not a rule anymore, right? But that is not a rule anymore. They actually were totally allowed to throw in anybody they wanted at quarterback for any reason. The other thing, too, is the Wildcat had really come into uh, the NFL uh, by 2011. So then to get McFadden back behind center, that meant that he had to be your number two quarterback. Um, so they changed that as, as, but it was basically Caleb Haney losing the NFC championship game. Uh, that, that was the catalyst for that rule change. So Tony, with that news, with that, now we have that in our, in our, our brains. <laughs> yeah. Why would you not at least go to McCaffrey for a second and just run some bullshit and then you'll figure out I, – I just don't understand. And, and I'm not totally like shitting on Kyle Shanahan here because he got to the NFC Championship with Mr. Irrelevant <laughs> and maybe would have won it with the last pick in the NFL draft had he not got hurt. I don't know. We'll never know. But I just don't think I agree with anything he did down the stretch then because Brock Purdy legitimately could not throw the ball down the field. Yeah, no, it's, I, he would have been just as good with McCaffrey there or – Kyle Juice and I was reading some stuff. McCaffrey's uh, throwing a touchdown as a 49er. As a 49er, <laughs> the, he's throwing true. a touchdown. Some stuff hit the uh hit the internet that uh Juwan Jennings, who is the wide receiver, mm-hmm. was one of the top rated quarterbacks his freshman year in college. And mm-hmm. and so uh I think Florida State, I think it was, if I read it correctly. So, well, and who but, was he rated over? Does anybody have that? Uh, um, it's, Jared Stidham. It's a really good name. It's, it's um, a, yeah. a lot of good names. Uh, yeah, starters in the NFL. Um, Keep going, Tom. Uh, but anyway, so there was some talk of why not put Jawan Jennings in there and let him chunk it a couple of times. But uh, but then, I, I don't know. They may have frozen up. I, I would have run the RPO with McCaffrey. And and I never – did Elijah – was Elijah Mitchell inactive? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you, you could for sure real had, quick. Jawan Jennings was rated over uh, Sam Darnold, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and just just behind Jared Sidham and Kyler Murray. <laughs> so at least in high school, he was really good. I just don't understand Kyle Shanahan, Mister Innovator. At that yeah. point, I think you're throwing shit at the fan. You're trying everything. They just had no chance, and it, it was hard to watch because the Eagles knew. They're not throwing. I felt bad for the receivers because yeah. you're like, well, really bad. For I mean, to throw out just a little defense, but like, I don't know, maybe you stop at some point. But I think for a little while, we <clears> didn't <throat> know what the injury was and whether or not like how long it was going to, to Purdy last. or Johnson or to who? Purdy to Purdy. And it's, so Purdy being well, he out said there, he, he, I think I read his lips at one point. He said, I can't throw. Right. It's, well, but but like it was a nerve thing. That's and pretty I important. Think, well, I think that was like the 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 thing that I was understanding was like this could come back within the next hour or so. So it's hard to tell exactly when he's going to be able to throw the football. Yeah. And so then the threat of him being out there meant that the uh, Eagle safeties have to play a little bit differently than they would if yeah. you know you're running the ball or if you've got Christian McCaffrey out there who maybe has like one deep throw. Um, now. Did they buy that bluff at all? No, they didn't care <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> it didn't seem like they bought the bluff. But uh, but I think I, that could I did be the feel thought. bad. The same way I feel bad, which is different circumstance because Purdy didn't necessarily make a mistake. But I felt bad because but now we'll never know. I don't think I think he looked rattled early. I think Tony might have brought that up earlier in the podcast. He looked rattled a little, 
and maybe, but he looked rattled in the game against San Francisco or against the Seahawks, and he yeah. bounced back for a great second half. So I feel pretty bad for him because we'll never know, and I don't know if he's the starting quarterback for the 49ers next year. No, probably not. Uh, I don't but think so. Not, might be somewhere. Which sucks. Somewhere. Which sucks for him. Yeah, I, my two favorite parts of that game were the Devonte Smith catch that wasn't a catch, and exactly. And, so, and, so on that. But, go ahead. And, Do you want to stop on that for a second or go? No, hold on. You can get to that in a second. But, and this is important, is they cut away to when Brock Purdy went up to Kyle Shanahan the first time and had to tell him, I can't go back in the game because I can't, I can't feel it. And the look on Shanahan's face is like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, it's literally he's looking <laughs> at him with this deadpan. Team. Like you look at a kid who comes up to you and says, oh, coach, oh, I really hurt my leg. My leg is really hurt. I can't. I'm not going to be able to go, and you're looking. I'm like, no, what? Seriously? And and that's exactly what Shanahan looked. At. He had this deadpan, like, no, you're going back in. Anyway, I just thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Now, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith's catch, crazy. Not a catch, but I'm not mad at the rest because I watched on a replay a couple times before they showed a different angle. I didn't really. I thought I was like, yeah. that's the best catch I've seen yeah. in a while. That's a really good one. What I'm impressed by. And it's why Devontae Smith's just a winning player. As soon he receivers love, and one of my favorite receivers because he plays for the, the stupid Cowboys is <laughs> CeeDee Lamb. He likes to signal first down when he gets the first down. Devontae instantly popped up. Was like, we gotta snap it. We gotta <laughs> snap it because I know, I know, I did not catch that football, and they snapped it quick. And that's yeah. just so smart. That's a yeah. winning football it's football player. play. Yeah. And Devontae Smith has a spot on my football team. All the time, and he's also yeah. a Heisman winning receiver, so that that helps. But Absolutely. he just he's a he's a me over over or a team over me guy, and that, I just really like him. And that that was a big play by them. The Eagles are good. That defensive line is dangerous, but I saw some flaws in Jalen Hurts in that game. I saw some flaws that I don't I think could we'll get into it big time, but could get exposed against against the uh, Chiefs. Yeah, I, I, I want to know what pre- prestige. Did you get to watch the game? Yeah, I watched the game. Uh, I'm really curious why in a championship game, knowing you only have two actual quarterbacks, why do you not have a third on the roster? I, I just don't understand why you don't have a third on your roster. It's a playoff game. You don't need to sign. Oh, does does it know? LJ? Does LJ? Do you have a reason? Well, I mean, yeah, the the reason's pretty obvious. Uh, it's it's that you that they're a team built I on the de- same thing. They're they're uh, they're a team built on depth, and so you want to have as many you know D linemen as you can. You want to have as many wide receivers as you can. You want to have as many tackles as you can. And the chances of you going through three quarterbacks in one game is pretty low. It has only happened well, a dozen times. In all- and you just I, I, yeah, I, 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 well, but they haven't got through three quarterbacks in a game this year. I mean, even with their terrible, terrible luck. I mean, right. that's only happened like a dozen times. But it's just so, crazy, LJ. I'm, going, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, damn, they, they lost their station quarterback. I'm like, no, they just lost their – Fourth quarterback, right? Like, like I mean, that's the fourth. I mean, I'm just thinking, is it? I'm just talking about one person, though. Like, is the depth that necessary on your top defense that you can't let one person be? But that's what they're known for. They they play well. And and how many how many teams can you name right now with three quarterbacks that dress out every Sunday? Uh, Probably the Cowboys don't. The Cowboys, yeah, it might be done. But I'm and I'm not saying a regular season game. But like, uh, this is a championship game. You're on your you're on your third string. You know what your fourth string is capable of. So let's just say you get to that point. Even like, 
I'm just, if you're thin anywhere, it's quarterbacks going to be your issue. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing this out there, Jacob, because it's easy. I thought I had the same thought, but now that I'm thinking about what LJ's saying, uh, I, I bet that the Chiefs had two quarterbacks listed mm-hmm. this past week, and they had one come in on an ankle spring. Mm-hmm. So they, if I, but yeah. and I love Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid's a great coach, and I'm been looking for reasons to kind of. Get well, mad at Kyle Shanahan. And and I, think, I just think that's just un, that's bad, bad look. Yeah, maybe, I think maybe to that's that point, really I think to your point, like the one position you can't live without is quarterback. But the like the the other twenty and long snapper, the other twenty one <laughs> positions, you know, you're going to go through some people on is every other position in the in the game. So right, but I, it, you well, need backups. Uh, yeah, I guess my my whole sure. point is, do you really need that? What like seventh D lineman? Like, could you, could you live without that seventh D lineman? More than you couldn't live without the third string quarterback for just the. I'm I mean, talking about in it, the playoffs, not uh, not regular season, but like yeah. this it's, playoffs. It's an odds like, game. It's an odds game. I'll but I tell you, I tell you that the that every team would be dressing a third quarterback if it wasn't valuable to dress someone. You're else. you're absolutely I mean, you're just, absolutely right. They are smarter. Than, there's yeah, the reason I'm sitting here. If you're down to your third string quarterback. <laughs> you're you're lost. lost. Yeah, <laughs> you, you lost the game. I mean, I'm just, fair enough. Fair well, enough. You're down to your second string quarterback. And you still got a shot. Fair, you got a fair shot. enough. Fair okay. Shot. Let's be honest here. Let's be fully transparent. When Josh Johnson came, it wasn't like he moved the needle. Yeah, no, they they lost when the second quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, he can sling it though, right? He had some some gas behind those throws. Yeah, he could choke it. Yeah, he could choke it. I, I don't know where I, it was I, going, I, but I didn't know Josh Johnson was on the <laughs> roster. I didn't know he was on the 49ers until it came. And I was like, oh, Josh Johnson. I yeah, it's his third playing. time on the on the 49ers too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought He's that was a you know Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick at home like saluting him like that's my man, that's my journeyman right there. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I'd say this, and yeah, I agree with everything. I, I just, I just wonder. I bet you Andy Reid had a playbook for a third quarterback. If that was Pacheco, well, we'll he probably know. had a, a book of plays. I'm surprised that Shanahan didn't have a book of plays. Shanahan also, do what? Shanahan's just as innovative as. Yeah, Andy that's, that's what surprised me. I'm surprised that if you know you have Purdy and, and Josh Johnson, that you don't have a book of plays. That don't involve those two quarterbacks. I, it's just surprising that they couldn't have run ten plays and seen if they could have caught like one of them. No, but getting getting away from the whole. Yeah. I bet I'll have a McCaffrey package. Yeah, next yeah, <laughs> yeah. He will. He better than what go. they're going to pay him. Um, no, I think I think getting away from the, the injury there. I thought it was a great game for the first three quarters. Pretty much, definitely the first half, a good slugfest, which is what we thought it was. These are the top two defenses in the league, but that's what we expected. It was weird though because besides the Reddick plays, I feel like the defense was it was it was a slugfest, but it was a boring slugfest. It was one of those like, oh, everybody's just hard hitting each other. It was just kind of boring. Well, San Francisco's Reddick, defense so. showed up. Yeah. They showed up for those two and a half those boards, safeties are violent. I am scared of those safeties. Well, what was so to Fungus Awesome, your boy, yeah. he came from the Chiefs, but Javarius Ward at yeah. he's really good. He's Jimmy Ward is really good. They. They got they got eleven. I do I do say that you can tell where the Chiefs spend their money. Obviously, it's on offense, and the way you do that is you don't sign top name cornerbacks. And so we go through rookie yeah. cornerbacks like like that's how we go through it. And so Ward Ward was a special talent, I thought. So all right, so rapid fire here, and because we're gonna we're gonna break it down next week. Rapid fire here, pops. We start with you, Super Bowl pick. Not line or anything, because the line's pretty close. So just give me a pick. Who who are you leaning right now? Philly, leaning Philly. 
Prestige, I, this is, I don't know <laughs> what you're going Okay, Chief. LJ, what do you got? Uh, Philly hadn't played a real team yet in the playoffs, so Chiefs. Uncle Tell I'm going Chiefs. I want to see that AFC NFC record for the for the year though, but I, I think AFC has that. I'm going Chiefs. I think I'm going Chiefs too. I think it, I think it lifts on a lone island. Oh, that helps us out a lot. That helps us out a lot. <laughs> I need you. I, th- I need you. I need you. Welcome. My mind can change. I need next you. Week, though, so we got a little time. Thank you, Liv. Thank you, Doctor Liv. Thank you. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're done with NFL talk. Um, real quick, just to wait, pause. We might have. Oh, wait, can I do no. one more NFL thing? Please. Did you see Joey Bosa getting his ass trashed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony, did you catch that? I, I didn't. I you'd, missed it. You'd love to see a Bosa get dumped on. Uh, oh, I do. I do. So, Joey. It's uh, a dumb thing. It was great. And he, and he stepped in the shit. Yeah, Joey went to uh, his brother's game, and uh, one of the Philly fans said, Oh, Joey Bosa, when's your game today? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he just, was, just ignore him. Ignore yeah. him, but he couldn't do it. So then he, I, I think he told him to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I did. yelling at him. I can't remember exactly what happened. And then another fan says, How are those fines treating you? And he said, I can pay him because I'm rich and you're not, you broke bitch. So, yeah. Uh, it's pretty easy to get under Joey Bosa's skin. We already knew that. Uh, yeah. It's a good thing he didn't have a helmet, or he, he might have hit a player or a, a fan with it. But when you have to talk about, just you'd when you talk about how rich you are, you've lost the argument. That's how you know you've lost. <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, I'm rich. Yeah, true. <laughs> you've lost true. at that point because because yeah. that Philly fan knows he's broke. <laughs> Yeah. That's not changing anything. He, he, he knows he's doing. He's asking for the last dollar on this, this, this ticket. I don't, I don't have any. I, I know where I stand. Just don't, just don't get sucked into it. Clearly, Joey's never been to Philadelphia. Just smile and wave. Philadelphia fans can probably really annoying. I yeah. guarantee it. But ignore them. You're fine. <laughs> He's looking. He's oh, not God. walking out there with a battery stuck in no his joke. head. No joke. You know <laughs> what a good throw, though. I mean, like if you recognize who Joey Bosa is, you know he's not playing this weekend. I mean, there was <laughs> yeah. no way that was an accident. If you see Tom Brady at the supermarket and you're like you're not a big football fan, you might be like, "Oh, Tom, when's your game today?" And he'd be like, uh, "Go to hell." But like, yeah. he, if you know Joey Bosa, you know he's he threw that helmet. Like you know. Oh yeah. Good Brilliant. thing. Good thing he didn't have a helmet in your head. Uh, Tony, I need to figure out because he threw it in the message, and I'm just I'm intrigued. We we need to talk uh, Kevin Bacon. What 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 are we okay. talking about here? Okay, so I just find it interesting that Kevin Bacon has never really been in a starring role in anything except Tremors, which is a really bad movie about worms. <laughs> But well, it's great. Right, no, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. So bad it's great. But he's yeah, exactly. he's really not. But so Kevin Bacon for forty years or so Good has man. been a uh, footloose. A footloose. Yeah, footloose. So, yeah. He has. Yeah, he has big. one role. He taught a town to believe again. <laughs> <laughs> so here's. <laughs> So here's what I'm so I, I should have done this and so I had a little time and so I watched the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which was all about Kevin Bacon. And if you did. haven't watched it, get out there and watch the Guardians <laughs> okay. of the Galaxy holiday specials. It's, it's really good. Um, but then I, thought, I started thinking, man, Kevin Bacon is just what a cool deal, man. He's made a living for four years being just this guy. I mean, he was in he's in all these movies. A few good men. What's Kevin Bacon doing in that movie? I don't know, but he does a great job. 
And then cash checks is what he's doing. Yeah. And so then the next thing I know, I see him on this uh, EV commercial for Hyundai Mm -hmm. and he's driving this EV. I'm like, damn, you know how much bling that brings the guy? And he's got his daughter with him. And she can luckily for her. Yes. Luckily for her. She looks like her mother. And it's like, (laughs) how, how lucky can this guy be? And, um, uh, so I just thought, man, you know, has there ever been another guy who has has had a career that long who really did one thing and then hadn't done, you know, hadn't been the star anywhere else? I I think, you know, if if I come back in the next life, I want to be Kevin Bacon. That's just all I want. <laughs> he's got a, so you're saying he's got a rabbit foot stuck up his ass. Oh, man, yeah. Saying. Well, I don't know if it's a rabbit's foot. I just think he's stayed under that radar just perfect. I would say – I mean – I would say any of Adam Sandler's friends, because <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, who would actually want to be life. Rob Schneider? To be <laughs> yeah. completely honest, I mean, is it worth it? Is it worth? Do you it? think Rob Schneider's getting roles in any movies besides Adam Sandler's? <laughs> yeah, and he's probably got a great life, but I wouldn't want to have to be Rob Schneider. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's like, the caveat. David Spade's had some <laughs> other things, but Adam Sandler movies mainly. I mean, <laughs> I'd give. Shout out to uh, Gary Oldman and Steve Buscemi. There you too. go. Yeah. Both, uh, <laughs> yeah, never really leaders, but like always working, always yeah. working, yeah, always but... work, never not working, never not A-W, working, never working. And, and if you've ever played Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon, you should mm. try it. Yeah, it's very fun. possible. Fun. You can get to any actor or anything through Kevin Bacon in Seven Steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, so anyway, that was my point. Week- yeah. And Last we're going to see him all, all the Super Bowls go all of because of that damn EV commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. No, he'll be around. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Last week, Pops, I think you were kind of the spearhead in this conversation because what, what the hell was Shannon Sharp doing? But I'm back at the Lakers game now. Uh, not physically, but, you know, watching the <laughs> Lakers game. And LeBron is playing. It's, it's Celtics-Lakers. Good game. Good matchup. Historical matchup. Fun. He drives in for a game-winning, what could be a game-winning layup. He clearly gets fouled. The ref doesn't call it. Tough beat. That sucks. I don't know if you saw the clip. My mm. man looked like you strangled his dog in front of him. No, I mean, I he, like, yeah. he looked like, if I take the ticker away, I take the, the score away, Pops. What, what do you think? Is that game seven of the finals? The way yeah. he reacted? Oh, it looked yeah. horrible. And, you know, I, I think it's kind of like. I'm a like, LeBron fan. They look terrible. Yeah, no, it's game seven <laughs> of the finals, and they were down one. Is the only thing I can imagine. Like, and no that's the only time everybody. a display like that would even be possibly warranted. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of like you said something earlier about uh, everybody's always bitching about the refs. You know, if you're bitching about the refs, you're a loser for the most <laughs> part. Just, no points, yeah. just get over it, man. <laughs> and, and you know what? Well, Did it get fouled? Yeah, but get the F over yeah. it, LeBron. Jeez, go cash that big check. It'll be okay. Well, and so it really pissed me off. I'm a LeBron guy. I like LeBron. And I'm mm. not even mad that he was upset he didn't get the call. Like, you should be upset you didn't get the call. Yeah, you should have got the yeah. call. For a second. For a second. Yeah. And then you go, because what well, we hadn't got to, they still had overtime to go yeah. to. That was the and game he's was crying tied. on the free throw line right now. <laughs> and he was on all fours, legit, like hands and knees. It looked like he just got told, like, a family member passed. I'm like, dog. We still got the play uh, the overtime. We still are in this game, and it's just so frustrating. Like you're gonna He's miss a, the rest. Are gonna miss calls. Is Patrick Beverly yes. a dumbass okay. or a great friend for like showing up with people's cameras? He's a so badass. So, so there's two. There's two options here, LJ. There's two options, and you gave him. And there's I could choose either one. 
One, as someone who didn't really care who won the game, I was just watching for pure entertainment. Loved it. it was inter- <laughs> for the viewer, for the listener out there, he went up and he grabbed a camera. I don't even know if he actually had a still shot of the foul, but he, he claimed he did. He walked up to the ref with like a Canon camera. It was like, look, you can see he got slapped and the ref teed him up. So the Lakers start overtime by a technical foul. They start overtime losing. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I'm a Laker fan or if I'm LeBron, I would want to slap him inside the head because it's so stupid. But as someone who didn't care, I was like, well, that's entertaining as hell. Because <laughs> as far as technical fouls go, that's in the top five. That's in the top five of like, I, oh, that was fun. It was awesome. <laughs> Quick question for you, Tony, and maybe some of the rest. Are we proud that Pe- Patrick Beverly is a Razorback? <laughs> Hell That's yeah. Tough, tough no. Hell yeah. I think you're ebbs and flows. on that. I really do. Yeah. I ain't so ebbs and flows. Prestigious, there are days I am. Oh, about yeah. it. I, I think I'm with Tony. <laughs> nah. I, yeah, I, you know. He's too much. He, He's, he, you know, he reminds me of, and I, I'll give a shout out to Cody Lewis, a listener of the pod, friend of the pod. He, um. He compared, and they're a little different, but he compared Patrick Beverly and Nick Sirianni. And and let me finish. So, not their games or anything, obviously, but when they're on your team or you're with them, you're like, hell yeah, I like that guy. He's fun. He's kind of corny at times, but I like him. But if you're against him, he's just a cornball. He's so (laughs) annoying. He's so stupid. Like, Sirianni says things that's, that he would have said the same thing the Cincinnati mayor said. But if you're an Eagle fan, if you're an Eagle player, you're like, fuck yeah, fly, Eagles, fly. But if you're any other 31 team, then you're like, that dude's an idiot. He's so dumb. And the same thing goes with Beverly. Beverly is an idiot. He's so – like he does the most all the time. But if he's on your team, he does get under people's skin. He mm-hmm. does get Chris Paul a little mad. He does get technical fouls out of people. So, like, it, that that's the comparison. Uh, yeah, I still – I think – yeah, I'm fine because that, that's what he's supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's what he's, he's made a good yeah. living doing. He made a yeah. good living. Made a good living. And he's laughing it. all the way to the bank. I think he knows exactly what he is yeah. as a player, and he's like, yeah, yeah but if I'm an irritant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a huge – I'm not a huge NBA, NBA guy, but, I mean, any any NBA documentary I've seen about these great teams or, like, the, all these greats back in the day, they all – it seemed like they all had that one shit talker, that one guy that got under your skin – they had to wreak havoc on yes. the one all-star on the other team. And that seems to be Patrick Beverly. But there's a difference. To me, there's a difference between a Dennis Rodman and Patrick Beverly because Dennis Rodman was a yeah. beast. He like, well, well, Beverly's where a does, damn good where does, Beverly's a defensive yeah, where, 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 where does he yeah. rank defensively he's, in, in the league? Maybe not now, but so like I think if you – Well, it depends on ago. what scorekeepers you ask, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think – Beverly is probably a little overrated defensively. He's more annoying than he is actually good. At like his entire career or right now? He was better at younger stages, but even he's just, he was very annoying and he made it, he thrived off just yeah. getting guys to get out of their own game. So like he got a Chris Paul, who's a facilitator to try to start scoring more, which actually helps you out because he actually gets everyone else involved. Mm-hmm. And Beverly's talking so much shit to him. He, as, as far as shit talking goes, He's top three in the NBA right now. Yeah. He's good at it. He is really good at it. Eli Apple wants to. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if he's that good as a defender. But LJ, you you brought up something with with depends on who the scorekeeper is, and there's been a, a conspiracy going around right now. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. for the Grizzlies. I don't know if you're aware of him, but he is the 
leader for different defensive player of the year. And it's because he has a lot of blocks and steals. But LJ, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there a Reddit stream that's kind of pointing out some discrepancies? Yeah, so you might you might be better at telling this story, uh, but but I will give you what I know. And so I found this this post on Reddit that uh uh if you look at his stats, it's interesting that he has uh almost a uh two a hundred percent increase in both blocks and steals when he's at home versus at home. when he's on the road. Um so is it possible that maybe some of the scorekeepers are calling some things that aren't exactly blocks blocks and some things that aren't exactly steals steals? Um, and so somebody compiled a, a, a big chunk of evidence, a bunch of numbers um, and seven clips that kind of clearly showed that, like, he got credit as a block for this and Zion didn't even go up to shoot. So I don't know if that should count as a block and blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's about the last I saw it. Well, the last thing I saw was that uh, Caesars pulled him uh, and all of the betting for defensive player of the year off the boards based on this Reddit post. <laughs> so. That's interesting. That part's wow. very interesting. I will say, a guy that works for the ringer.com, Kevin O'Connor, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Kevin O. Conspiracy Bunker, went through and looked at like all the clips, and he claims that even the ones that are close, he does tip the ball. It's very close, but he does tip the ball, and so he thinks they're right. But this has been – I don't know why this is only starting with him. This has been a thing for a while. I, when Russell Westbrook was in his triple-double era with Oklahoma City – they used to give him assist when he would throw it to a guy in the corner. Dude would like cross over, take a step back, and then like hesitate and go in for a layup. And they'd be like, well, Russell Westbrook passes. Yeah, obviously Westbrook assist. <laughs> ding, yeah, clearly, clearly. ding, that's an assist. <laughs> and so this has been a thing. The, sc- the home uh, scorekeepers get you – they give you like – because I think a technical assist is he makes it either off the catch or within two steps of the catch. So like – because you get two steps in basketball. So like – one, two dunk or whatever. But if you're at home, they kind of give you a little leeway. They're going to give you like, oh, he took two dribbles, but it wasn't anything. But like, it might've been like the dribble that separated him for a shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've even seen based on this, the, the like Stockton's assist numbers might be a little bit elevated based on. But so what's very interesting and LJ brought this up to me and I didn't think about it. I don't know why I didn't because I'm constantly looking at the player (laughs) point totals and assist totals as a betting man. But that changes everything. Say I'm betting on Jaron Jackson one and a half blocks per game. Well, if I know at Memphis, they're going to give him that extra block. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm betting that every time. Yeah. So that. That just changes a lot if you're looking at because one or two blocks in the scheme of things doesn't feel like it matters. But if I'm betting per game on blocks or assists for that matter with Russell Westbrook, this changes things. And now, like, do we have to bring an arbitrary well, scorekeeper in? They can't I, you just know, be the OKC if guy. You, if you trust the NBA, they take this very, very seriously. Um, and they've they've never uh, had any scandals like this before. Um, they've never had a Donaghy type situation. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But, but, you know, I mean, I would imagine they actually do take this very seriously. I mean, if you're going to introduce betting to your, your public audience so strongly, then like, well, see, yeah, that's what makes things so funny mm-hmm. or it, just interesting to me is both leagues. Well, I'm saying both leagues, all leagues, but specifically the NFL and NBA have really adopted like all the pregames are brought to you by the, mm-hmm. the big sporting books and all that. Mm-hmm. So they're all in on, I wasn't going to give a free. Yeah, free no, I'm sorry. I'll cut it. You're right. Out, I'll bleep but- <laughs> it. I'll bleep it just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pay me to say your name. Yep. yep. But uh, 
they they're all embracing it and those that means each block matters each mm-hmm. two point shot matters i mean it, it's interesting to me and that's where it starts getting you're blurring the lines a little bit well, on your profiting go ahead Tom. well don't you think that the book is going to adjust if you're in memphis and the home team and that, that they're going to well, the they're going to move those lines goes by the Yes, no, I agree, but I'm saying still some people are going to win or lose off maybe a block that didn't happen. But he's one. I think the other thing, like, but if it's in the stat sheet, I can't. Based on the over under at home is going to be two and a half blocks. But that's the thing, though, is I think like, and I think I actually think all these numbers are legit based on some of the stuff I've seen. But if he's getting like he's he's having pretty average blocks per night for for a blocking player in away games and having like unbelievable, like four blocks, four and a half blocks a night um, in home games, which is like, you know, I mean, that nobody's putting four blocks a night on, on, you know, these, these betting prop bets. Right. Um, so you can always hammer the over for home games. Now, the other thing it's 33 game sample size. I saw somebody do some stats where they looked at Hakeem Olajuwon for 30 games had basically the same sort of like discrepancy in home and away games. So like, it's not, it's not. That was going to be one of my questions. Right. Is it, is it like, how crazy are we talking here? Cause it's, it's just like a baseball game. The, the home team's not going to give their starting shortstop an error if they call it a bad hop, a bad hop. And yeah. Like, I mean, well, it's about a hundred percent. I think it's like 90% more blocks at okay. home, 92% more blocks at home and like 87% more steals at home or something yeah. like that, which is. I mean that's it seems pretty, egregious. Pretty yeah. distinct. Yeah. I also but, I also love how gambling is so prominent in America now because here's LJ spitting off these stats he's found on Reddit and we're all just kind of like okay that's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh see the sports book <laughs> took down the defense. Oh that's Whoa! interesting. Oh, <laughs> now we really are paying attention and trusting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think it's always been a thing. I think it's been a thing since back in. But, but so part of what's interesting to me is also there's so much now their contracts are so incentive because they make the thing where if you make an all defensive first team, now you're available for a super max. Mm-hmm. And so now it matters a lot for Jaron Jackson to make an all defensive first team. So if I'm Jaron Jackson, I might go to the score here and be like, look here. <laughs> I got you. What kind of card do you what, like? Just wondering. Name a price. Name, yeah, just name a price. What you need. I'll take care of you. Take care of me. Because it's I need super a max for a max. <laughs> yeah. You like the like, new Maxima? Uh, hey, you, what do you think about the new Maxima? Black, I'm just telling black you, down. the difference between a max and a super max is like, we're talking commas, multiple zeros. We're talking like hundreds of millions. I think, so yeah, I'll buy you whatever car you want. I got, you'll give me a few more blocks. I've got two more thoughts I'd like to add to this. One is the yeah. ca- the counter conspiracy theory, which I, Kevin, I don't know if you know this, but this is. Exciting. I have not. No, please. Okay. Me. So uh, obviously, <laughs> after this happened, counter to the conspiracy. Obviously, after this happened, uh, hundreds of thousands of people watched every single block that this guy has credited because you can find people him on so much free time. Reddit, yeah. Twitter has. So it's much free it's time. insane. So hundred thousand people were watching these videos. And uh, it seems like the consensus that most of them come away with is dude is the best rim protector on the planet. Um, So there's a conspiracy that this is a Grizzlies owned uh, Reddit account that uh, that posted this conspiracy to get people to watch every single play. he's had. Um, So then they can see that he is clearly the defensive player. Love it. I don't know if I buy that, but that's really interesting. And the 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 add to that is that this subreddit or sorry this poster posted on a, an NBA stat subreddit first didn't get a lot of traction but the the thought there 
is you run it by the big brain NBA fans first and see if it'll like get uh, caught on how you're being deceptive. And if they don't catch you, then you can go to the dumb NBA fans that are in our NBA because they're insane. They'll take anything and run with it. <laughs> it's Wall Street bets all over again, and you just got to know how to use it. Um, oh, so that's the counter conspiracy. And then the other Pops, thing I'd like I to will, oh, go, oh, go, ahead. Ahead, go ahead. The other go thing ahead. I'd like to consider is when the voters vote for defensive player of the year, regardless of how this like plays out, this has got to be on their minds. Right. And I don't know if this helps oh, or yeah, hurts him. Sure. Like, I just don't know if this is well, good or bad for him. So I throw it out to you pops. Uh, this guy, and it's the reason I kind of wanted to go place a futures bet on the Grizzlies to win it all <laughs> this year. Because John, John Morant's awesome. Mm-hmm. Their team's really good. I think they're in line to make a big move at the deadline to go get somebody. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is awesome. He can shoot the three. like He's like a 40% three-point shooter. As LJ just alluded. And a rim protector? Yeah. A great rim protector. Not a rim protector, a great rim Like protector. maybe best in the league right and now. He can I mean, put statistically, the ball the but. <laughs> he can put the ball in for he's, he's a unicorn, really. Yeah. The problem is, and you'll watch him one time, and I guarantee you'll see it instantly. He is worth two dumb fouls a game. Just reaching in as a big man having a reach and foul on a guard like at half court yeah <laughs> and i'm cool with the four fouls he's going to get going up for blocks because he's a great room protector you're going to get those fouls <laughs> we can't have the dumb ones we can't have the dumb ones. that's the only reason i haven't put a future bet on the grizzlies is because he is he fouls out constantly Dude, i think i remember talking about him last year <laughs> yeah. God, he drives me insane he's so awesome though he's great do they have good defense do they, do they need a good defensive specialist a good shit talker that can get in your head and <laughs> Someone with access to cameras, DR, DSLR camera. <laughs> All right, Uncle Tony, we've been we've been rambling. I thought we were going short. Yeah. Of course, it's S five. I knew better than that. <laughs> what are you drinking on, or do you have another topic? You should, the floor is yours. No, you let's go with what I'm drinking here because this is a combination of multiple things. We got a little freezing rain going on here. We got a we got we Kansas did. City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We got some. We got some plays that that took ice water in your veins. <laughs> so I am drinking a Kansas City ice water. Okay. And this is a very tasty drink. It is <laughs> one shot of gin, one shot of vodka, a half shot of triple sec, and a half shot of lime juice topped with 7-Up. You stir it up wow. and mm, it's good. <laughs> Who we <Me>, Marcel? <laughs> no, all right. I tell you, no, they're good. No. All right, but all right. I I will say this: you can go out there, yeah, you can go out there and you can you can uh, look up a few Kansas City drinks, and I don't know why this is, but they all have either Sprite or Seven Up in them, and I don't know why that is, but they they like to mix with Sprite. But uh, this one is gin vodka. Uh, lime juice and triple sec, and, and it's actually not bad. It's better the more you drink it. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> shocker! Yeah, yeah, what an endorsement there, <laughs> Tony. As someone who you know maybe is not as well versed as you, mixing gin vodka totally good. Like that tastes great together. Or the or, only other drink that I have mixed gin and vodka. Is okay, the, so I was about to say, that the, didn't feel common to me. Is in the Vesper Martini. Uh, and if you've watched Casino Royale, that's the one that James Bond orders with two parts uh, two parts Gordon, one part uh, Russian vodka, and half part Kina Lele. 
uh, with a twist of lime. And now um, Felix Leiter holds the fruit, but um, Is it lime it's or lemon? really good. It's, <laughs> it's lemon. lemon. <laughs> I say li- lemon. Yeah, did I say lime? Yeah. Sorry, it's the drink. Uh, it's that ice water in my veins. Yeah. Um, one but it's one a green, lemon. Check another. It's a lemon <laughs> twist. There, thank you, Jake. You see me fix them, but um, <laughs> around here we also. Yeah, around, we also call them rocket, rocket fuel. fuel. <laughs> and so, um, uh, so yeah, that's the only other time I've seen gin and vodka mixed. You normally don't do that. Yeah, okay, that's probably safe. Um, <laughs> Pops, do we have any bougie problems? I hear you're testing out your TV network, so we don't have to get into that. But like, No, that'll be a longer story, but I, I do think I have <laughs> oh, a we bougie know. problem. Oh, we, know. we got a whole pod for that yeah. one. Yeah, oh, it's been be a, a multi-chapter story. I am it's that extra that, episode. <laughs> that'll be a pod of itself. Yeah. Um, this is probably the truest bougie problem I've ever had. Oh, okay. So you you know the uh, the cold snap we had uh, around the holidays, right? Well, it was cold, LJ, and it was legit cold, not just like yeah, yeah no, like seven degrees. Oh, that's what seven. it is Single right digits. now. That's what it is right now. Yeah, cool. Okay, night. Which is cold. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah, yeah. It was Notice really cold. LJ. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet. Um, <laughs> but so, Do you have a scarf? I think. We've done a little bit of <laughs> landscaping yeah. around our you yard, yeah, and and it just it just destroyed all that nah, landscaping. That does suck. That you actually know, does just, suck. It does kind of suck, but I mean, it's like Ooh. you know what? If you if you're doing landscaping to begin with, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's hard I, I to complain. It. It's hard to complain, <laughs> but it completely destroyed like our little cabbages and stuff we planted, little and like cabbages. some snapdragons <laughs> and things like that. It's just. It's really sad. It's sad. Is that yeah. is that landscaping or is that I'm not, gardening? I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing in the view, and the listener can't see this. I was laughing at procedural wise face because when crazy legs made that face, I died. Well, I mean, do you not know what snapdragons no, are? Is it legs? is it landscaping I mean, or is it gardening? What, what, what did you do? <laughs> well, I mean, we have a gardener that does landscaping. You know, <laughs> okay, so. Okay. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. In, yeah. So, how is it looking? Bad. Bad. <laughs> no better, no better. Our yeah, landscaping looks, like, looks terrible, too. It's S-H-I-T. Yeah, it's mm. terrible. I was thinking I, about coming in this weekend, but I don't want to look at that. Um, yeah, no, come up here. Come up here. All the plants are living. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice and brown yeah. and gray. Yeah. In Chicago Good balmy. No, everything, you know what? Everything's covered in salt, so you don't have to see plants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, one thing I can't dear. stand. Is a, oh dear! Yeah, there's a lousy looking snapdragon. That's the one thing I can't stand. <laughs> hey, snapdragons <laughs> in their glory are really beautiful. I'm just what's the, in their glory? That's pops. the title. <laughs> what's the tree, pops? What's the tree that you have right next to your your back porch when it, when it gets real? Oh, nice that red, Japanese the uh, red lady. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that oh, yeah. tree. And, and about every tree. fifth winter, when it when the leaves fall or the fall, it gets this beautiful cardinal razorback candy oh, apple so, red. It's just so gorgeous. you're saying I got five more winters till we and see it again. It, it did it this year, so yeah, year. it'll be. It, it always looks good, but it there's about once every five winters it it's looks a lunar plant <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I got some pictures we, of it. I'll send it. We had it one is, of those. It does actually look perfect. Yeah, we had one yeah. of those growing up until mm-hmm. I killed it. <laughs> Why'd you? Why, why'd we put you gin and vodka I, in I it at the same time because yeah. I can't. I can't, <laughs> can't landscape. <laughs> I killed the. I killed the koi in the koi pond too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
that, that, co- that, that oh, koi pond turned that, that koi pond turned to a fire pit for yeah. all those people out there. That's right. It sure did. Filled that mother up. That Came feels a fire like pit. a story at some point, but we got to wrap this bad boy up. We're going to send this thing on home. Next week, we'll be back to look at. We're really dig into Eagles, Chiefs, and what we think is going to happen. Of course, we're going to dig into some prop bets. You know, we might dig into some player props, but we got to get into the fun ones too, like national anthem mm-hmm. and the halftime show. I already have some. This just a teaser for you out there. I have some big leans on the first song by Rihanna at halftime. I have some All good right. ones. I think I have a winner. I think I have what? a winner, but that'll be next week. Okay. And then who knows? We might talk about. We did Kevin Bacon today, so there's no telling what we're going to do. Yeah, who about knows? So, what you need to do: subscribe. Rate, review, make sure you're following on Facebook and Twitter, and we will be back next week. The day is here. Ready. If we get enough subscriptions, we'll uh, make sure that they turn up the broadcast and turn down the fans in Kansas City. We'll do whatever you want to do, subscribe. You just call me. You call Mike me. From <laughs> I will bitch to anybody for you, Mike. I'll bitch to anybody. I don't mind. Just subscribe, rate, and review. All you do is rate, leave a review. That's All your right, title. Boy. Go for Mike and Y City. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. All right. Oh, that's LJ, awesome. are they, uh, hey, I, want I want to use the beat that you made, Tony, with your mouth um, as the beat for when I'm Woo! beeping out the, the gambling side. Alright, awesome. Alright, y'all. Man, I gotta go. Peace out. Catch y'all later. Kevin, you back on this weekend or Saturday night. Saturday night, but not Sunday. Alright, I'll I'll take it. Can you We're send me Sundays? I didn't get to see it live. I think I sent you an email, but I'll check. I'll double check. Okay. I'll, 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 I gotta tell you, you Saturdays, but I, I think I Sunday. Got, I think Sundays was better than Saturdays. To be honest, I don't. You sent me an I don't email. know. I don't know. That kids. That's why you gotta learn to use the left hand. Man, that was a great. That was line. a good little line. That was a good little line. Oh, that, was that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> Our GM really liked it. He came. He's like. You're really good at sports. Like, yeah, pay me. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> You're damn right I'm good. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. You appreciate the choir. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Be careful out there. Don't be icy tomorrow. Yep.